days ago, a couple of us were out in the yard and we were loading a trailer and it started to rain and I, I looked up into the sky and there were no clouds. It was weird. Have you ever, have you ever been standing around outside and the sun's shining and it starts raining and there's no clouds? Yeah, because we live in Arkansas. We see that every once in a while, don't we? There were a couple of clouds up there, but they were so sparse and scattered and they were small and they definitely didn't look like rain clouds and there were none of them right over us, yet it was raining right there. I thought that was kind of strange and it reminded me of a story in the Bible that I want to share with you today. The story comes from the days of the prophet Elijah and his confrontations with King Ahab and Jezebel. And if... If God himself had written a resume for Ahab, it would read something like this. God would say, Ahab was the worst king up until his time. And because of Ahab's sin, rebellion, and bad leadership... God withheld rain for three years. Can you imagine that you could have such a negative impact upon your world? <laughs> that you could be so bad that God wouldn't let it rain on anybody for three years. This was a wicked king. And his wife was the worst it was a, a terrible uh, leadership team. It's an interesting story that God sent the word through Elijah that it wasn't going to rain for three years, and it didn't. At the end of those three years, though, God then decides it's going to rain again, and he sends another word to Elijah, says, go and tell the king it's going to rain, but... Uh, before the rain, we're going to have a demonstration of my power, basically. Those are my words. You could read that however you want. Then you find the story where that Elijah calls out the prophets of Baal. Remember, 450 prophets of Baal wind up in the Mount Carmel area. And before the day is done, Elijah has just shown out in the Holy Ghost, you know, and really made these guys look bad and humiliated them because their God couldn't answer. And before the day is done, down at the Brook Kidron, 450 prophets of Baal are dead. And Elijah remains. He then looks at the king and states the words of our text which are found in 1 Kings chapter 18, starting in verse 41. And I'm reading from the God's Word translation. He says, Then Elijah told Ahab, Get up, eat and drink. It sounds like a heavy rain is coming. And Ahab got up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel and bowed down on the ground to pray. And he said to his servant, please go back to the mountain and look toward the sea. And he went, looked, came back and said, there's nothing. Seven times Elijah told him, go back. And after the seventh time, the servant said, a little cloud 
like a man's hand is coming from the sea. And Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, prepare your chariot, leave before the rain delays you. And gradually the, the sky grew darker with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. Have you ever heard God tell you something and then you had to wait for it to happen? Anybody? Yeah, everybody in the room. In fact, have you ever waited so long for it to happen that you begin to question whether you really had heard from God or not? Then maybe it was, we do that, don't we? Second guess ourselves. We say, well, maybe that was something I just wanted so badly that I convinced myself that God said it. But maybe it wasn't God. Maybe it's just me. Sometimes you're just so sure. When you walk with the Lord for a long time, you get to where you know his voice even in a whisper. I mean, even a baby knows their mama and their daddy's voice right away. But when you really walk with God and you've walked with him for a long time, you can hear his voice even when his voice doesn't sound like his voice. Does that make sense? Sometimes it's hard to hold on to a promise that God has given, especially if you've been waiting a long time. And what makes it even more difficult is if God ever gave you a word and you knew it was God and you spoke that out, and then it hasn't happened. Yeah, some of you are shaking your head like, yeah, that puts me in a really bad spot. As my friends say things to me like, I thought you said God told you such and such was going to happen. I haven't seen that. Today in this passage, God is reminding us of how he can do whatever he wants when he wants, using whatever means he decides, even if that requires him start with nothing, or in this case, a tiny cloud the size of a man's hand. I want you to notice three things about the text that I read to you today. I think are very important. You ought to get your pen or your pencil and write these things down. The first thing I want you to notice about the verses is this. Elijah speaks the word in faith. Look at verse 41. Remember the context of this. We've had quite a day already. If you can imagine, if you'd have been in the audience and seen 450 prophets of Baal slain, that is a bloody massacre. You have witnessed the power of God come down from heaven and fire and burn up a sack. I mean, you watched the fire of God lick up the water all around. This has been a big time day. Everybody's tired. Everybody's wore out. This is exhausting. And here we are at the end of the day, and it looks like that the best is yet to come. After the prophets are slain, after the curse is lifted... Elijah speaks the word of God in faith. And he says to the king who caused this drought to begin with. All right now, curse is lifted. God is going to send rain. Get up and eat and drink. 
It sounds like a heavy rain is coming. I need you to think about that for a minute. It hasn't rained for three years. At the time of this story, there's not a cloud in the sky of any kind. Nothing today is different than yesterday as it appears. To the naked eye, to the normal person, to the one that's not walking in the spirit, today is no different than yesterday, except a bunch of bad guys are dead right now. That's the only thing that's different than this time yesterday. And yet this guy says to the king, nonetheless, it sounds to me like a heavy rain is coming. And they're saying, we don't hear anything. The people who walk the closest to the Lord hear everything first. Did you hear that? Sometimes you can hear something. When you've been walking with the Lord, you hear something nobody else is hearing yet. You say things and people look at you like you're nuts. They look at you like you're crazy. You say, it's going to rain. It's not going to rain. It hadn't rained in three years. Oh, it's going to rain. It's going to rain today. See, you speak that word in faith sometimes. No, you know you're going to be out on a limb. You know God better. You know it better have been God because you just told everybody, here's what God told me. It's going to rain today. And they look at you like you're crazy. Pastor, God made me a promise. But what he promised hasn't happened yet. I'm saying to you, if you're sure that it was God, then speak it in faith anyway. It's not a miracle unless you speak it in faith. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm saying that if you got up this morning and came to church and walked into this room, put your umbrella down and looked at your neighbor and said, it's going to rain today. That is not prophetic. But if it hadn't rained for three years and you came to church this morning with your umbrella... And you said, before we leave here today, it's going to be raining when we come outside. And everybody in this room would have been like, oh, let's see if they're walking in the spirit or not. Right? That's the point I'm trying to make here. The miracle comes after the prophecy or else it's not a miracle. Anybody can say it's going to rain today now that it's already raining. But if you'd have called it off the glass, that's an altogether different thing. That's what Elijah did. He said, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. It's going to rain heavy today. Number two. Elijah prayed earnestly after God made the promise. I want you to notice something about this. Just because God has given you the word doesn't mean that you're finished. You say, well, God gave me a word. And I told everybody, now I'm done. No, you, your job's just getting started. Now it's time for you to pray. The scripture said that after this, the prophets of Baal were slain, he prophesied the word Ahab, and then he went back to the top of the mount. Now, a few of us in this room have been on top of that mountain. And we have seen from the top of the mountain, the Kidron Brook. It's a long way down there. That is a, that was a big time hike. Especially with no modern conveniences. This is a man who has just spent the day 
working hard, defeating 450 prophets of Baal. And now he is going to climb to the top of that mountain. He told everybody else, go eat and drink and get ready. It's going to rain, but he's going to work. He climbs to the top of the mountain and begins to pray earnestly. He knows he's heard from God. He knows he heard from God. But when he spoke it, he had to speak it in faith because he was looking at the same sky they were looking at. And so he says, it's going to rain. And then he says, God, I told him it's going to rain. And he says, I got to get up here and we got to talk. God, you got to send this. You ever prayed earnestly? God, you got to do this. You said you got to do this. And he prays. And he says to his servant, go stand on the other side and look toward the sea and tell me what you see. He says, nothing. And so Elijah prayed again. I thought about how I could really illustrate this point by being redundant with this saying seven different times. I thought I could tell you he prayed once and then I could go into about five minute illustration about, and I could do that to you seven times until finally everybody in this room be like, man, let's go already. We get it. But I don't know that I have to illustrate it that way. You just got it. Sometimes you pray and you pray and you look and you pray and you look and you pray and you wait and you pray and you keep praying. How long do I got to pray, pastor, until it rains? Seven times, 70 times, 700 times, 7,000 times. How many times does it take? In this case, it was seven. I don't know what to tell you. Some of you said, I prayed about it a lot more than seven times. I prayed about it a lot more than seven years. I prayed about it for a long, long time and it hadn't happened yet. I'm telling you, if God said it to you, it's going to happen. Keep on praying. Number three. Elijah brags on God before the rain started. After the seventh time, the servant said, well, I see a little cloud like the size of a man's hands coming up from the sea. And Elijah said, based on that statement, just on that statement, I see a little cloud the size of a man's hand coming up out of the sea. Based on that statement, he says, okay, run, catch Ahab. Here we go again. He's getting ready to brag on God. And tell him... He better get his chariot back to the house because the rain is going to be so heavy that if he doesn't get on home, he won't be able to get there. His chariot wheels are going to get hung in the mud. That's basically what's being said in this passage. That's bragging right there. It hadn't rained in three years. It's not raining now, right? Been up here praying, finally got a cloud this size, and he's bragging. He better get home because if he don't, his Chariot wheel's going to bog in the mud and he's not going to be able to get to the house. Tell him he better get, get on to the house. That is bragging on God. Am I right? This is what I think we're supposed to do. This is what I think is okay for us to do. To say that God has spoken a word. I'm praying about it. And when God moves, this is going to be huge. It's going to be a deluge. It's going to be a flood. You start giving God glory right now before he does it. Don't wait until he does it. Start giving him the glory now before he does it. That'll get people's attention. 
You call the rain before it came and you started praising him for it, carrying an umbrella around in the middle of a drought. People say, why are you carrying that umbrella? Because it's going to rain and it's going to rain big and it's going to rain until it floods. And people are like, what are you talking about? Give God glory before he does it. Tell him, my God is great. He's powerful. He's moving. He's getting ready to do miraculous things. Just, just hang on and watch. I love something about this text. The last verse I read to you is verse 45. And it uses the word gradually. You see that? Gradually it says. Gra- Let me read it to you the way that it's written. It says, gradually the sky grew darker with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. That's verse 45. Gradually. Did you know how contemporary English version translates the word gradually? Translates it in these words. Says, you ready for this? A few minutes later. Now when I got a hold of that one, that one got all up in my spirit. Let me tell you why. When I was a lot younger and a whole lot more active than what I am now, I used to do a lot of crazy things like the rest of y'all. I mean, I was all the time playing sports and doing things, and I would, I would, you know, do, doing one-handed push-ups and showing out, doing all kinds of stuff. One-handed push-up, clap between and jump, you know, all this kind of stuff and skipping rope and all crazy stuff and, you know. I used to stand on my head. I had some buddies that would stand on their head to do their push-ups. They would stand on their head and do their push-ups. Now, I didn't have that kind of balance. But I could stand on my head, and basically, when I stood on my head, I could stand on my head for as long as you wanted me to. You stand on my head and just stay there. And I thought to myself when I read this passage, what he's saying here, gradually is a few more minutes And I thought, you know, I could stand on my head for a few more minutes. I can stand on my head if I had to for a few more minutes, right? Some of you guys still can. I can stand on my head for a few more minutes. I can do whatever. If if this is just, get this picture with me. If this is just a few more minutes, I can do this a few more minutes. You're ahead of me, aren't you? I'm going to speak the word that God gave me in faith, and I'm going to pray earnestly until it happens, and I'm going to keep bragging on God the whole time. For how long? Well, a few more minutes. A few more minutes, and then God's going to reveal himself. In a few more minutes, that promise is going to come to pass. In a few more minutes, the devil's going to have to accept his defeat. In a few more minutes, that's how much longer. Can you do this a few more minutes? Can you hang on a few more minutes? Because gradually, the sky as we're speaking, the sky is getting darker and the wind is picking up. Can you do this for a few more minutes? The cloud may be really small right now. Can you hang on a few more minutes? What did the tiny cloud represent? Three things it represented. Write these down. The tiny cloud represented hope. Because as soon as the guy came back to Elijah... He said, do you see anything? Seven times he sent him out. This is the seventh. People would have given up by now. A lot of people would have quit praying. A lot of folks would have prayed one or twice. Maybe they wouldn't have prayed at all. They said, God gave me a word. Now it's on him to do it. They wouldn't even pray about it. Here's the guy has been praying. He's been praying. He's been praying. He's been praying. Seven times back and forth he sent this guy. And finally he comes back the last time and he says, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. It's not much. It's very little. Elijah says, that's all right. It's enough to give me hope. 
All I need today, Pastor, is just a small, if I could just get a small, tiny cloud. I just need just something. Just, it gives me hope. It gives me promise. It reminds me of the promise. I see the cloud. It reminds me of the promise. It's fruition. What? All of these things signify for you that the battle is almost over. Not long ago, Deb and I were in an airplane. We found ourselves uh, in a plane that was attempting to avert a thunderstorm. And it was ominous. You ever flown through a thunderstorm? Probably a lot of you have. I don't know how many of you are nervous flyers. I know that most of us like to fly up there in the blue sky where it's real smooth. I was looking out the window as we were flying. I was so thankful for a pilot with wisdom who wasn't trying to fly through it, but around it. Somebody say amen. But this thing was such, it was so high that I was basically looking eye level and down just a little bit on this very ominous thunderstorm. And I remember thinking to myself, man, I bet on the ground, I bet there's thunder and I bet there's lightning. It's probably windy. I bet it's rough down there. And up in the cloud, it was so heavy and so dark. And there was lightning all around. It's weird to see lightning looking down on it instead of looking up on it, you know. It's just lightning. You see it going, starting about here and down to the ground. You know, I thought to myself, as I was looking at that scene that once you get a little higher, it levels out. It doesn't make any difference what's happening on the ground. When you take off in a plane, you could be on the ground and you're taking off and you're thinking, man, this is not good. It's kind of windy. It's raining. It's rough. I'm telling you, within just a few minutes, you're looking down on the clouds and everything is blue and clear, isn't it? And smooth. And they're talking at first, they start talking about, we're going to be coming around and, and, and serving you a drink here in a few minutes. You're like, I don't want a drink. But here in a little while, when you start up here, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm relaxed. Bring on them pretzels. Let's go. Right? But while we were actually in some of the clouds, I, I had a thought. I started thinking. I thought, I looked out the window and I couldn't see anything. It was just dark. And I had another scarier thought even. The pilot's seeing the same thing I am. (laughs) He's flying this plane, what? Based on a voice that he's hearing somewhere else that can see better than he can. And on instruments that are calculated to land this plane, whether the pilot was there just about or not. I mean, we're glad to have him and we do need him, but... But I thought while we were there, I don't like being in this cloud. It's dark and I can't see anything. It's very turbulent. I don't think we're going to hit anything up here besides another cloud. But it's scary, isn't it? But I knew that in order to go from blue sky to the ground, 
you some point have to go back down through the cloud. When we get under it, eventually we'll land. If we get over it, it's smooth sailing. But right in it, some of y'all with me, aren't you? Right in it, this is a scary and a frightening place. Some of you have been flying in the clouds for a long time now. And I want you to think about this storm that you're in. It started as a tiny cloud somewhere. And then it turned into this big old frightening storm. And there is wind and there's lightning that comes along with this storm. But there's also something that's going to turn, to, turn out to be a huge blessing and a miracle. What is that? The rain. The rain. Why? Because that's what's been missing. Rain's just what we needed, even though we had to go through this drought and then a storm to get it. Somebody say amen. But that's why everything's been so dry and parched and fruitless and barren in your life. Because you had to go through a drought, then through a storm to get to the blessing at the back of the storm, which is the rain that Elijah said was coming. And it may not be raining yet, but you can see the cloud the size of a man's hand. Speak the word in faith. Keep on praying. Keep bragging on what God is doing, what he's going to do. There's hope. There's promise. Fruition is coming soon. Don't fear the cloud now as it grows in intensity and size. God is the one that sent this cloud as an answer to your cries for help. The drought is coming to an end. This tiny cloud is the first sign of a good rain that's going to replace the storm that you've been in. That's a good word. For any of you that have been in the storm, that's a good word. That's a good explanation for what's been going on. Don't fear the cloud as it grows in intensity and size. It's bringing the answer to your prayer. The rain is coming. It's coming. Do you believe that? Isn't that a timely word? Isn't that a timely word for so many? So many of y'all, how many of y'all have been going through a difficult time in your life? You've been through a drought? You've been going through a drought? You've been going through a storm? Getting ready to rain. The rain's coming. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for bringing us to this place and giving us this word, this understanding of this word. We're soaking this in, God, because we have been dry and parched. Oh, Lord, we've been close to you, been walking. Nothing makes us closer to you than a good storm. I mean, we've been walking close to you, but we've still been in a, a rough spot. A lot of turbulence. A lot of, of unknowns. A lot of dark places. But, oh, God, I thank you because we can see today a cloud the size of a man's hand rising up out of the sea. And you're giving us hope and promise and fruition. Today, we accept this. We won't fear this. We look forward to it. We're thankful for what's coming. But I pray that you would continue to give us the strength to speak your word in faith. Keep on praying until it rains and brag on you, God. 
keep bragging on you because what you're about to do is so much greater than what the enemy has tried to do to us. And I'm thankful for it. If this is your word today, I want you just to stand to your feet and put both of your hands up in the air and let it rain on you. Would you do that? Would you just stand to you and say, this is my word today, Pastor. I know God sent me here today. I had to hear this word. Stand to your feet and throw up both of your hands. Neil's going to lead us in this final song. And as he leads us in this song, I want you just to let it rain on you. Just, just let the Holy Spirit begin to rain on you. Don't, don't, don't fear any of this any longer. Just let it rain on you. Will you do that all over this room? Neil, would you lead us?